Obviously, this is the fifth Sunday of Lent, and the last time I was with you to speak, it was the first Sunday of Lent. And during that time, I tried at least to offer some simple overview of what Lent was all about. And I indicated that there were some values that we were to utilize all during Lent. And therefore, it was, uh, was our mission during this season to try to fulfill it. The gospel on that day was the very beginning of the public life of Jesus, where he was baptized by John the Baptist. And so that was the, the, first, uh, the first value. John had a baptism of repentance, and so Jesus submitted to it. And so reflection on our lives, what we're doing or not doing, that is the beginning of Lent, that is the beginning of the public ministry of Jesus, and it really should be the way we start off examining our lives. And so how are we doing? Following that, Jesus went off into the wilderness to pray for quiet time, for contemplation. So that is the second value that we pursue in Lent. As in all human things in nature, in our, even in our human bodies, we breathe in and we breathe out. We have contemplation and we have action. Both are needed in balance. When one is out of balance, then we usually run into some kind of difficulty. And so, we ask ourselves in this season and throughout the year, do we have a balance of action and contemplation? work and prayer. And that is something that we all have to struggle with because our lives are overwhelmed with action, with activity, with responsibilities, with challenges, many challenges. And it is obviously very difficult to find time for the contemplative in our life. But we must do it. Otherwise, we burn out. And burnout is one of the most common uh, characteristics of life today. Following Jesus' uh, meditations in the desert and in preparation for his preaching, which was to follow, he was tested. And you may recall that uh, he had three temptations by Satan, each of which had a certain angle on what kind of Messiah or ministry he would be, what kind of minister would he be. And Jesus had to contend with it. All three were temptations. And then following that, he went about his business, he began his public ministry, and was a man of action. And yet, 
As we know from the story of Jesus, there were many moments when he withdrew from activities, went off to pray and to contemplate and to be quiet. So really the value of the story of Jesus in the gospel has to do with trying to live in our life what Jesus lived in his. And so we follow his example. And that's what we were supposed to do in Lent in a, a very focused way in these 40 days. Now, naturally, uh, if you're like me, you know, it's going to take all year. And so just because we're now concluding or we're in the final weeks of Lent, uh, if you haven't made any progress, that's all right. You have to keep going. Because really, these are the values we should be living all the time, not just in Lent. But Lent helps us to focus. And that's what we've been doing. Now, there are two weeks left, so I encourage you to try to see what you can do in these areas. The one thing I would like to focus on today is a line from the gospel. And by the way, this gospel has a lot of great lines. And many preachers, you know, will take one or the other. But I'm going to take the one which is related to his comment about when he's facing the end or the challenge that he's going to endure in his upcoming passion and eventual death. <coughs> Jesus says, I guess he sort of reflects to himself, so what should I say? Father, release me from this hour? And then, of course, he says, no, it was for this hour that, that I have come. You see, that is a great temptation faced, uh, when he's faced with this overwhelming challenge. Like all of us, he's very reluctant to even face it. Another instance of this is a little bit later on, after the Last Supper, when he was in the garden, praying in a similar way. Lord, if it be your will... May this not happen to me. Release me from this. Same prayer. And he concludes at that time, just as he concluded in the gospel today, not my will, but yours be done. That is the, the linchpin of the Our Father that we pray, the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done. And so... What do we take from the life of Jesus? And what does his life mean for us? You know, over the several thousand years since the time of Jesus, there's been so much reflection on the meaning of Jesus. And a lot of it has been more theological, at least in my opinion, than anything else. You know, over the centuries, there has always been a lot of discussion and debate about the nature of Jesus from early on. Is he man? Is he God? Is he God and man? And so on. And there's a whole host of these things that were developed over the centuries about the significance of Jesus. But I think uh, we're making a big mistake if we lose ourselves in these kinds of reflections. 
when you look back at Jesus, the whole mystery of Jesus is that the divine, that God lived our life. He lived our life in the person of Jesus and submitted totally to our life, experiencing the same things that we experience. Even the frustrations, the failures. You know, in Jesus' ministry, he faced many trials, you know, in his relationship with the, with the institutional religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, each in their own way, were always testing Jesus. They were always giving him a hard time, always looking to trip him up. So he had resistance there in his preaching. But there were many other things as well. Rejection by the people. There are a few instances where it's spelled out in the gospel where Jesus was rejected because their perception of Jesus was that he was some local guy from Nazareth who couldn't possibly be any kind of a great prophet. You know that old line, I think I even quoted it last time, was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And again, who is this? Isn't he the, isn't he the carpenter's son? In other words, this guy really can't be anything significant. So even the people who encountered Jesus face to face had the same challenge that you and I have trying to encounter him in our life thousands of years later. Some believed and some didn't. I remember one time uh, speaking with one of the parishioners that I knew saying, you know, if only I lived in those days and I had a chance to actually hear Jesus preach or even be in his presence, it would be so different. And that's very common with a lot of people. But, it, of course, it's untrue. And we see it in the gospel. Because many faced him and they didn't. They didn't follow him. Many did, of course as we do here. And so the significance of Jesus is more a model for our human life. He gives us a path on our journey that we should follow and that we should do in our life what he did in his. That is the, the core, that is the essential point of the gospel. The gospels were testimonies of people who, whose lives were changed because they followed in the footsteps of Jesus, and they wanted to proclaim it. Let me conclude with uh, an excerpt from the introduction to the novel, The Last Temptation of Christ, by Nikos Kazantzakis. Some of you may have read the book, and I believe there was a movie eventually, but it was very controversial. And some Christian groups really didn't buy it. In fact, and when Kazantzakis wrote this book in the 1950s, 
the Greek Orthodox Church excommunicated him, and they refused to bury him. So this is what he says, and as I read this, I'm going to just ask you not to think of his words about his book, because these could be the words of any of the evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I think it really helps us to understand the significance of the gospel for our lives and why they were written. This book was written because I wanted to offer a supreme model to the person who struggles. I wanted to show that one must not fear pain, temptation, or death, because all three can be conquered. All three have already been conquered. Christ suffered temptation, and temptation was defeated. Christ suffered pain, and since then, pain has been sanctified. Christ died on the cross, and at that instant, death was vanquished forever. Christ has given us a model and blazed a trail for us and gives us strength on our journey. We are never alone in our struggles. He is always with us. This book is not a biography. It is the confession of every person who struggles. In publishing it, I have fulfilled my duty. The duty of a person who struggled much, was much embittered in his life, and had many hopes. I am certain that every struggling person who reads this book, so filled as it is with love, will more than ever before, better than ever before, love Christ. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.